Letters from a Glass House is a not-for-profit ministry of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Venice, Florida. Support us today at UUCOV.org. So what does it mean to be recreating masculinity? Let me tell you, there's a lot of people out there that have been doing exactly that over the last few years. If you haven't seen Terry Crews, he's a big, buff gentleman who's also been known to appear out in public with his shirt off and be wearing a lacy red bra. <laughs> he could care less. Billy Porter shows up, red tie, red uh, carpet events, black tie. What's he wearing? A tuxedo that flows into a gown. And he pulled it off. James Charles is the new face of a cosmetic company. He has his own designer line of color palettes. They're gorgeous. Look the kid up online. He's stunning. They've decided that being male can look differently than it ever has before. And they're not saying to men who are more traditional that this is bad. Not at all. They're saying, look, you be a guy the way you want, and I'll be a guy the way I want. And this is what it looks like. Because I don't know about you all, but growing up, I heard one phrase an awful lot. I heard, walk it off. I played sports, so I probably heard that more than a lot of girls. But for all the boys, the men in my life, you'd see one get beamed with a baseball, and somebody over there's going, it's okay, it's okay, walk it off, come on, get up, walk it off. Guy'd walk into the corner of the door frame, hit his head, hit his shoulder, stand there going, oh my God, dance his eyes, okay, come on, walk it off. Four-year-old crying in an amusement park. You're not hurt, get up, come on, honey, walk it off. Broke your right leg in three places, that's okay, get up, walk it off. <laughs> and if you got your heart broken, your soul shredded, wasn't much different, at least not if you were a boy. You went home, you were trying to tell your mom and dad, that's going to be okay, son, it'll be fine. How many of you gentlemen ever heard, boys don't cry? Anybody hear that? It wasn't manly to say that something hurt you. That was a message that got put out there a lot. According to the Cleveland Clinic, 41% of men say that they were told as children that men were not supposed to complain about health issues. These men say that if they have something wrong with them, it would be a sign of weakness. And men were taught not to be weak, so you just walked it off. Author Chimanda Ngozi Adichie writes, By far the worst thing we do to males, by making them feel they have to be hard, is that we leave them with fragile egos. It's only been four years, four years, since the American Psychological Association released the first ever guidelines 
For psychologists working with boys and men who are socialized to conform to traditional masculine ideology, which it says can hinder them from exploring what it actually means to be male. All of these norms that we see aren't normal at all, said Joe Talbot, the lead singer of the British band Idols. It's a giant lie. In the New York Times article entitled, What is Toxic Masculinity? Maya Salen writes, So what does toxic masculinity or traditional masculine ideology, what's that mean? Because a lot of people think it means we're picking on men, and that's not what it means at all. Researchers have tried to define it in part as a set of behaviors and beliefs that include the following. Suppressing emotions or masking distress. Maintaining an appearance of hardness. And violence as an indicator of power. So think tough guy or thug behavior. And specifically, all of these things when they don't actually get you anywhere. In other words, toxic masculinity is what comes of teaching boys that they can't be emotional, that they have to be tough all the time, and that anything else makes them a girl. It makes them feminine. It somehow makes them weak. Masculinity is not toxic. Masculinity itself. What's toxic is what we're telling people. And what's toxic is the expectations we're putting on men. What's toxic is prioritizing violence and sexual conquest, status and aggression. Back in 2008, and I remember this commercial when it first came out, there was a commercial and it opens with a couple in a car at what's very obviously a drive-through window. And the wife is in the passenger side and she says to her husband, oh, and more ketchup. He says, oh, okay, ketchup please. Oh, and more napkins. Oh, more napkins, please. He's played very soft-spoken. And all of a sudden, you hear tires squeal, and they get hit from the back. Now, this is not played for laughs with the way it's filmed. They get hit from the back. You hear her scream. You see both of them get thrown forward. And then the shot goes to the outside of the car. And it shows a second car hit them a second time at that drive through window. And they hit them a third time. Tires are spinning, smoke is coming off the tires. They're actually pushing them forward away from the window. It pushes them all the way forward, and you see a man sitting alone in the back car who says to the young lady at the window, can I get a smokehouse burger, please? Men are played as these dumb, animalistic things that are so into meat, so into, I want it now, I have to win, that they would actually harm somebody over a burger. Now, it's a commercial. We all know that they're written large, they're very ridiculous at times. But this is what people saw in 2008. Another commercial came out a year or so later. Yo play light yogurt. 
you see a woman on the phone, and she's talking to her best friend. And she's telling her how, she, oh, I've been, diet's going great. I've been eating Boston cream pie, <laughs> apple turnovers, oh, white chocolate dipped strawberries. And in the background, you see her husband kind of hunched down. And he's very obviously sneaking. And he goes to the refrigerator, and she's talking about these things, and she's just very casual. And he's snatching things out of the refrigerator. And when he's snatching are these containers of Yoplait that very clearly have pictures of these desserts. You can see them from the camera angle even, so he's right up on them. But he's so stupid that he can't recognize what he's got in his hand, so he's clawing through this, and she's all a key lime pie, and he's... Because he's an animal, right? He's, he's so stupid that he can't get that. Some of you may remember the Axe body spray commercials at the same time. Men spraying themselves, and was one where the guy turned into a block of chocolate. He went running through the women, and, and as he was going, they were grabbing him and eating him. Talk about uh, symbolism. This is what we are telling people is a version of masculinity. It's men are big, dumb animals. Play them for laughs. They'll run over you for a burger. They can't read. They can't think. They sneak. The negative version of masculinity is tied to these things. It's tied to aggression, control, possession, and domination. And those impact everything from manners to marriage to jobs and hobbies. And these come from 10,000 years ago, the start of them. A man is responsible for his wife and children. Historically, they were his possessions. Those laws have only changed the last of them in my lifetime. When I was a kid, my mother could not get her own credit cards. She had to have her husband's permission. Any of you remember that? <laughs> Bunch of you. You still have to get your husband's permission to get your tubes tied. If you were 24 years old, you want your tubes tied? They will not do it. Because you might change your mind. A man had to provide a house, a car, school and clothing, vacations, toys, medical care, and if someone hurts his family, well, he's expected to square up either with his fist or by paying for the best lawyer. And if he can't or won't do enough, he isn't providing for his family. And when his son robs a store or his daughter tries drugs, then that's his fault too. He must have lost control. He's not doing enough. And he can't cry about it. Men don't get hurt. They just have to hold it all inside until they, what, explode? Men deserve better. So today we're talking about that recreated masculinity, a bigger and more expansive definition of what it means to be a man or to be masculine. And there are three pieces, three ribbons that make up the braid that is healthy masculinity. And the first one is security. 
strength and security, not control, not possessiveness. Strength can be physical or mental, moral and ethical and emotional, all the above. It can be small but growing. You might not be good yet. And can be the strength to admit fear and uncertainty, the strength to say, no, I don't know where I'm going. Strength to say, I need to read the directions. <laughs> can be the power to know that sometimes you need help. Strength comes from knowing you have worth even though you are not perfect. Strength comes from understanding that you're not entitled to all. But boy, are you worthy of a whole bunch. Strength destroys possessiveness because it helps you to leave the I-it relationship. It's no longer you are the I and everything else is the it that you are responsible for as a man. Because let's face it, if every date you have to pay, because it's your responsibility, right? You're the guy. If every fight you have to fight, your wife can't go up to the counter and say, uh, no. If it's always you, then she's not human. She's a possession. If it always has to be you, you've taken away her agency. Strength lets you move from that I-it relationship where the whole world is an it to what Martin Buber called an I-thou relationship. You recognize the people and things around you have intrinsic value other than their interaction with you. They have their own agency. They have their own power. That's strength. That's what we want to give to men and boys. Strength, the first ribbon, being secure in your own worth rather than only finding value in comparative, competitive achievement. We have to create a culture that fosters that kind of strength. I'm going to skip the middle ribbon for just a second. The third ribbon is peace. Men are taught that masculinity requires some level of violence, some minimum amount of get up and go. We learn that real men like to win. A better definition is that masculinity should include the ability to step back as needed. A real man, whatever that means, understands that they can step back from the rat race and say the hell with it, let the rats have it. A real man, a strong man, a good man. He can step up again as needed, but he doesn't have to. He can take time to think rather than blindly react. Masculinity can include being at peace with yourself and your likes and your dislikes, your abilities. Men have to hear that it's okay to be who you are and you can refuse to constantly be the one acting. You can be passive. You can be submissive. You can be quiet. You can say, I can't do this right now. I don't have enough spoons. 
Or you can step up and say, I got this. Today I got this. I'm good. I love a cartoon that I saw the other week. It shows a little figure obviously designed to look like a toddler reaching up to put money on a bar surrounded by a bunch of masculine figures. And the caption is, how I feel when I order a rooty, fruity, yummy, tummy drink when everybody else is drinking bourbon. <laughs> Peace is feeling like, yeah, I can order the strawberry daiquiri because I like the taste. And if my wife orders bourbon, awesome, maybe I'll steal a sip later. Peace, the ability to react, to think, to experience, and not go just from urge, but from a calm sense of self and a knowledge of self-worth. The ability to take or refuse agency in a situation. If strength is understanding that you have value outside of competition, Peace is understanding that you can choose to act from the thinking mind and morality, from the ego and superego, rather than the violent animal instinct or id. And the middle ribbon is the broadest, and that is grace, and that's where we all come in. Grace is different. That first and the third ribbon are something a man does for himself, but grace is something that a man is owed by his community. Toxic masculinity grants no grace. It says you can't do it any different. Grace says we see you. And if you say you're a man, if you say you're masculine, if that's who you are, okay. And you can do it like James Charles and put on makeup. You can do it like Terry Crews and bodybuild. You can do it like Steve the plumber. Doesn't matter. Healthy masculinity needs a community that grants grace. Grace to be a man however you perform masculinity. And like I said to the kids, when a man puts on a dress, the laughter starts. Grace says you can be a man and not get called a cross-dresser just because you like the feel of, what, fabric around your legs, little extra breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Who in the world told you guys you're not allowed to have that? If we cannot grant men grace to be men however they want to be men, then we'll not have healthy men. Wear your hair the way you want. Wear makeup if you want. Don't wear it if you don't. Wear pants or a skirt. Be a he-man or wear pink. Drink the fruity drinks. Or eat a piece of raw steak. Grace says you can be an athlete or a chess star or good at nothing at all. And we as a community have to uphold that. We have to say we welcome men however they choose to be men. We have to do that if we want men to seek peace and personal inner and outer strength. Strength, peace, and grace. They're better than snakes and snails and puppy dog tails. <laughs> Offer grace to the men and masculine people that you know and welcome them as they are working to develop that strength and that sense of peace. Cheer them on. 
Let's create a world where we're all welcome to just be all that we can be. Amen.